Hey, Jack, what time is the game this weekend? Oh, I don't know. I don't have a watch. You don't, you say? I don't. I know where you can get one. That is at LaTerrain.com. They have some of the best watches out there. Really? Yeah, and if you put O-T-O-P in the discount code, you can get 10% off. 10%? Yeah. For a watch? Exactly. That's a lot of dough. L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. That's LaTerrain.com. I'm Cole Tracy, former LSU kicker. You're listening to One Team, One Podcast. This is a Bandit Radio production. On this episode of One Team, One Podcast, we have an offensive coordinator. We talk about Jake Peets and the interview with Marcus Freeman. We also sit down with now former LSU Tiger, Zach Von Rosenberg. What the goat was last year when yeah. we beat y'all 50 to 7. Relax, big boy. Team one podcast. One team one podcast. Yeah, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Really good job. Yeah. Why is he so fat? One team one podcast. One team one podcast. One team one podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to One Team, One Podcast. This is Matt here with Jack. What's up, buddy? Nothing much. Got to go to this LSU game later today. Okay, so we got to wrap it up quick. Is that what you're saying? I guess Uh, no. I don't know. We'll see. stressed. Depends on how the interview with Zach goes, I guess. All right, episode 52. Yeah. Kendall Beckwith. Kendall Beckwith. That was mine. I beat you. Yeah, that that was my big one. We have breaking news. Breaking news. Um, sauces Saucy. Uh, are saying that we have a new offensive coordinator and a pass game coordinator. That's right. Um, we had heard a couple of days ago that this all of a sudden this was the guy. And when I heard this news, I was like, okay, well, I've never heard this name before. Jake no, Peets. No. Never heard of. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know about it until you texted me about it the other day. Yeah. Right before I didn't posted know, it. I didn't know who he, who he was. I had uh-huh. to Google him just like yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Um I actually I was given a text with pictures of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know who this kid, who this is. They're like, this is the guy and this is this guy. Um so never heard him before, which made me think that this was completely legit. Um, and I knew this, I knew who the source was coming from that this, like this guy's going to have the, going to have the scoop. Right. But, um, I didn't, I didn't know anything about him. I never heard his name before. Like if it's not like somebody just floating a name that we had already heard a million times. So, um, Jake Peets, I love, I, the more I start diving, diving into this guy, like I Mm -hmm. love it. I love this hire. Yeah. And I, we've been, we've been the ones saying it for a long time now that, um, I did not want to mess up anything from this offense. I, I actually, I want more of 2019 LSU offense. Yeah. And we may have, like Coach O actually said it exactly the way I was thinking it the other day on, on, on uh, Jordy and T-Bob, which was they kind of got away from it a little bit this mm-hmm. year, and he needs to get back to it. I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, it's the best offense that has ever seen the light of day in college football. Let's just emulate it. 
and you yeah. may not have the best players. You may not have the same players as you had before, but at least you will have the scheme in place. Right. Um, this is exactly what I wanted. Uh, without, I mean, Sands getting Joe Brady back. Right. You know? I, I, this is the next best option, wouldn't you think? I of guess. getting of getting Joe Brady back, I mean, sure like, to run yeah. the 2019 offense. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, there's still the only thing that like we don't know how good of a play caller Jake Pete is because he's never coordinated an offense before. Sure. Um, when you say coordinated an offense, you mean just like calling, calling the plays. plays, play caller, right? Yeah, he's never done it. So, and Joe and, I, and my retort to everybody that's told me that is Joe Brady never called plays either. Sure. Absolutely. But I mean, and he was the best play caller we had ever seen. Sure, but and Joe Brady was a diamond in the rough. Sure, we're looking for that same thing. Sure, yeah, absolutely, and, and we I, agree with no, each other. I, I like where <laughs> Coach. I was talking with someone at work today about this, and I was mm. my, the first thing I said was, I don't know how I feel about Jake Peets specifically mm. because I mean, there's not too much to know about him. He's been a position coach for the past. I've watched 10 years. that YouTube video on him probably twenty times. Really? And the more I watch it, the more I'm like, I have heart eye. You know the heart eyes emojis? Mm-hmm. That's what I have right now. When yeah, I look he at seems Jake like Pete's. he is a very like attention to detail type of guy. Oh, I yeah. love it. Nah, and yeah. That's definitely. what we've been screaming about all yeah, year, right? that is what we've been uh, like upset about with this team is that, you know, drop balls and yeah. uh, mistakes left and right and whatnot. Um, oh, what was I going to say? I can't remember what else I had well, to say. Well, DJ Mangus was another thing as far as he was actually a part of that team right. in 2019. Mm-hmm. So right. to Sitting me, next to Joe Brady on every every single play of the year. And in, in the back of my head, I'm also thinking, Steve Inzmanger is still going to be in a room right. at right. some He's point with an these guys. He's still there. Yeah. He's just not on the field, obviously. But as far as putting together game plans and things like that, I, I – I just think this is a home run, man. Yeah. Every every place I look for it, I'm I, I'm trying to like pick it apart, and I can't. Yeah. Like I just can't. Right. Um, I didn't think I just, honestly. I when I started hearing more about, I mean, we put that news out, but I never said that he was necessarily. I just thought that this was a. I I thought it was a done deal. Once mm-hmm. I heard it, I was like, this is a done deal. Yeah. Well, I just I, I didn't see really a scenario where at first I didn't see a scenario where. He doesn't take the job because it seems just like too good to pass up. Mm-hmm. But then when Joe Brady started getting head coach I, I was, interviews, I, I, was heard, like, I didn't hear anything. I was going back to my source and saying, hey, look, have you have you heard that? He goes, well, nothing's – he told me exactly. He goes, well, nothing's done until they sign the paper. Sure. But um, – Right. But the, I, yeah. the only thing I was thinking was like, you know, maybe uh, Joe Brady gets a head coach job somewhere and then – Jake Pete's goes and works for him, or I was Carolina thinking, job opens yeah, up and he, he works there too. That's more what I was thinking. Either or the would kid, make a lot of six, sense to me. The guy has six kids. Uh, yeah. They live in Charlotte already. Right. Like if they probably Joe Brady bolts much, right? and he gets the yeah, like wouldn't you want to keep those guys in place? Sure, and you're a, an offensive coordinator in the NFL. Yeah, like I, I thought it, if they would have waited too long, they could have gotten into a um, a money deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 I don't know. I heard Hanegraaff talking today. Like they, they may have uh, upped the pay on the um, on the OC here, right? A good amount, oh. uh, based on what you were paying Ensminger. You're only paying Ensminger a million dollars a year, right? So I'm, you know, I'm sure he's getting paid way more like, than that. Yeah, one two, one somewhere between one two and one which, five is which my this guess. Guy, this guy's probably making over two. You think so? I think so. As a uh, NFL quarterbacks coach, I think he is. No, 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 no. Quarterbacks coaches don't make that much. No, no, no. Phone. I'm saying to get him to come to college oh, to, to be an offensive yeah, okay. coordinator. Yeah. I think he's probably demanded that much money because 
he's going to have other job offers Eventually, and you need right. to, you need to be able to have, you know, or he's just going to be like, eh, same with, uh, we're going to get to Marcus Freeman in a second too. Like Marcus yeah. Freeman just, uh, he had a, an interview with Notre Dame and I'm not saying that Notre Dame's going to outspend us, but this is another guy with six kids. He's a Catholic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like mm -hmm. I'm sure he's intrigued by Notre Dame, right? right. Yeah. You're going to get into where you're going to have to, you're going to have to pay some money to get him. Mm -hmm. Like it is what it is. Right. And the, the drive from, uh, what's Notre Dame in Indiana. Is that right? Yeah. South Bend. Yeah. yeah. So he's Indiana, a Midwest guy. Ohio to Indiana is a yeah. lot different from Ohio to Louisiana. Right. He's a Midwest guy. Um, a Catholic, like, I, I mean, uh, that's intriguing and right. people can downplay that all they want, but sure. here's what it is. Um, all right. First of all, we have some sponsors we have to thank. Uh, we have a brand new partner on the podcast, uh, ether insurance, uh, Adam Emirata, good friend Huge. of mine, ether insurance in Baton Rouge. They have a grand opening, um, this Friday. Uh, they're off of Acadian highway in Baton Rouge. Um, but go check out their, uh, go check out their website. I'm going to post all the information on our Facebook post and on Twitter as well. I'll post that as well. Uh, go check out their website. They're taking quotes. Now they can do home business, auto commercial, all lines of insurance. So, uh, check those guys out. Adam's also been in, I mean, he's been in the real estate industry. He's been in the mortgage industry. Um, he's very well versed on, um, on the insurance requirements as well. So check out ether insurance. We're really proud to sponsor, uh, to be a sponsor of those guys. Also, uh, we gotta, uh, gotta get a shout out to our guy, Brandon Lejean, courtesy yeah. Buick GMC, check out his hit list. Um, I guess we need to retire that because it's not football season anymore. We need to do, oh, need yeah, to get I mean, a new sounder, like yeah. a basketball court. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's squeaking up, that's up floors. to them if they want to change it from hit list or not. I'm pretty you know? sure he will. Okay. Uh, Brandon is one of the biggest basketball fans I've ever met. Uh -huh. um, LSU basketball fan. So does he he travels into Baton Rouge yeah. for every game? I don't know about every game. Or um, a lot of the games? A lot of least. the games, yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's a good drive. Yeah, he comes in. He's a diehard uh -huh. fan. He was very upset because he had um, – upgraded this year for, mm -hmm. for tickets because they were going to be really good right, and moved. he was in the lower bowl yeah. and he got moved all the way up yeah. to the upper he showed track. me where his seats were that was that's terrible. crazy <laughs> yeah he's like up in the corner too yeah it's that wasn't good um so brandon you got to check him out over at courtesy buick gmc and lafayette um they can do business anywhere in the state so don't be afraid if you're in baton rouge or new orleans reach out to brandon uh, i'll post his information as well um, they're getting, uh, he had posted today about some 2021 Buick enclaves and, uh, encores coming in, uh, to the dealership. They look really nice. So go check them out, uh, get you a deal on a 2021. Also, uh, bear process safety, the big orange bear still kicking it. I need to go play golf. He saw us playing golf the other day and oh, he, yeah? he, yeah, he wants to go play golf. So I need to hit him up for that. Um, Definitely. we need to get him on the podcast too. He lives, yeah, he lives in my neighborhood guys. Have y'all um, been? Have y'all been doing home dogs at all? Oh, we hadn't done home dogs in a long time. When's the last time? I don't know. It's been like a couple months. Huh? Life happened in the middle Jeez. of it, and then we just kind of gave up. Good you Lord. know, it's the podcast game. You know, yeah. you know how it is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it's rough and tumble. Been out there, here. done that. Um, a bear process safety process safety company in Baton Rouge. Uh, they do. <laughs> I mean, they do work worldwide. We have another podcast uh, that we have actually listeners in Hong Kong. And he can do business in Hong Kong. So, nice. um, yeah, bear bears everywhere. The big orange yeah. bear is everywhere. Um, anybody that's in the plant uh, industrial uh, arena, 
uh, get with your safety managers. Get them to talk to uh, Adam Barry at Bear Process Safety here in Baton Rouge. Okay, so big show today. We're going to have Zach Von Rosenberg on the show. Um, uh, we're going to have him on pretty shortly here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to reach out to him, I would assume, huh? Sure. Why not? <laughs> and before we get him on, I wanted to talk about Marcus Freeman coming in. Um, so he should be in today. Yeah. Um, for his interview, him and his wife are coming in and, uh, I'm supposed to be interviewing today and tomorrow. <clears throat> and I bet it's similar to the Pete's Mangus interviews where they don't want him to leave without signing. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Um, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, Marcus Freeman is able to get some, some group of five head coaching good job offers right now. And I don't know what his goals and aspirations are, but I would assume that he would rather be a head coach somewhere than a defensive coordinator here. Because mm-hmm. um, then he, he interviewed somewhere for a head coaching job. I can't remember where. I think it was last year. Was that last year? Yeah, it was okay. last year. It wasn't this year. Um, I I don't know. I, I I think that if he if he stays in the same trajectory, I'm sure this the. The, the sale to him would be, look, Dave Aranda came in here, highly thought of defensive coordinator. Right. Now he coaches in, you know, the Big 12. Right. Um, the same trajectory would be the sale, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, And a big part of the sale, too, would be look how look at what we're returning right now. Yeah. Because we're having all these guys return right now. Right. Um, uh, hey, look, I even yeah. saw the news of, uh, like, Rajon Davis is rethinking things. I was like, yeah, I bet you are. Yeah. If Marcus yeah. Freeman comes on, I mean. I, I, I saw some. I mean, this was on Tiger Droppings, so, like, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But uh, someone was saying that they heard that uh, if we get Marcus Freeman, then, like, Rajon Davis is back in. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Um, well, I'm sure that's, I mean, I, to me, that's credible. I, I think they were all waiting to see. Right. Um, and I don't blame them. Right. Like. It's, it's coming off a really bad year. Like, you know, these everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks has been all positive news. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think if you get uh, Marcus Freeman, you know, I think the next talk is going to be okay. How do you, how are you managing the the coaching staff? Are you gonna Are you gonna have Russ Callaway be like another on field coach? On the offensive side, yeah, I don't. So think many people have been asking that question today. Yeah, because it, it'll make it to where you have six. Uh, you can only have ten, right. so you would have six, six on, on offense. offense, and you would have unless. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, unless you got another move you're making on on offense. Sure. I, I don't think they are though. But yeah, you would only have four on defense, and that includes your defensive coordinator. Yeah. So you would no, have you to have, have you don't have three, because then Greg McMahon is the tenth. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. You'd only have defensive coordinator Corey Raymond and uh, D line coach, hopefully Bo, Bo Davis. Unless you had, um, that would be unless you had one of the other guys being a. Well, yeah, you'd have to have Greg McMahon. I mean, right, you to. can't you can't let go of him at this point. He's done such a good job. Well, I think what they did a few years ago is they had a special teams analyst. And right, and that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a good. That was move. 2017. We were so horrible on special teams that year. Um, all right, so we're going to be bringing Zach Von Rosenberg. I want to hear what Zach has to say about yeah. some of this, and um, we will be bringing him on shortly.
It's the same backdrop that I've seen all week, Zach. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. You have been making you you've been on the circuit, basically, right? Yeah, I've been knocking them all out, so I don't have to worry about them later. I nice. think they call uh, this the car yeah. wash. Right. No, I just had a, a couple people reach out to me after I declared, and it's like, hey, you know, come come chat with us, and I was like, why not? I don't have anything better to do after I lift and whatnot. So, sure. right. Uh, I mean, besides hang outside my dog and get him tired so he'll go to sleep. <laughs> um, all right, so what kind of dog do you have, first of all? Come here, Yogi. It's a little guy. Yogi Berra? Hard. Yogi Berra? Uh, just his dad's name is Bear. Mm. So his, uh. his name is Yogi. So my parents gave me this dog. His name is Yogi. And uh, I was supposed to babysit him for three weeks or two weeks while they tried to sell him. I've been babysitting him for three years. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's perfect great. that's great um yeah. all right so tell us what's going on now um i know you've you've declared what are the plans now like what what are you about to do are you about to go do work somewhere off you know fly out to arizona or wherever people go i don't know so, so right now i'm just <laughs> training uh here there's a lot of like restrictions like I, I i thought about going to california to train but the state's locked down so there's no point right um, but I'll probably do most of the training here in Baton Rouge because we have all the resources here. Sure. Tommy Moffat's still the best strength coach in the country. Um, but a lot of people like to go elsewhere just to make it about business. And that's kind of what I was doing. But I'll probably balance um, training at LSU and at, at Traction. I don't know where, you know, it's, as, a, as far as the side gig goes, I don't know yet what I'm, you know, I need to keep my options open, I guess. But um, yeah. now I'm going to train hard until April, end of April. And, and see what happens. Uh, and I'll go to as many showcases, pro days, or, you know, whatever I can do to get extra exposure or any, anything, really, I'll, I'll go do as, as much as I can to get as many teams to see me as possible. And hopefully that'll get accomplished at the Hula Bowl, too. That's right. When is that uh, taking place? Uh, January 31st is the actual game. Okay, so uh, you have to be there, I guess. Where is it going to be at? Um, in, in Hawaii. It is in Hawaii? Uh, okay, I didn't I, know if they okay. moved it or not. Okay. Yeah, I haven't gotten my itinerary for it yet, but it but it is in Hawaii. Do you have swag yet? Not yet, not yet. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm um, sure we'll get some when we get there. So, have you you said you you haven't thought of a uh, I guess side gig? Do you mean like if things don't work out and you don't make it to the pros? Well, my, I guess my uh, <laughs> my parents <laughs> have asked me. My parents have asked me, so what are you going to do with your, because they know I'm going to train in the mornings and I'll be done, you know, early afternoon and sometimes at noon, you know, so you okay. have the whole day. They're like, what are you going to do with all your free time? And, uh, and that's why I've been doing a lot of, you know, radio stuff. And, uh, I mean, and you I can thought, get a gig there, right? You can get a gig like, know, right? <laughs> true. Uh, I thought about getting like some certifications, maybe like an insurance certification. Okay. Uh, I've looked into a couple of things like real estate stuff. Ether but insurance, Ether insurance with Adam Emirata, right? Like uh, he, he told me your friend, y'all went to dinner the other night. Yep. They're yep. a new, they're a new par a partner of one team, one podcast. There so perfect. Yeah, um, yeah I know him very well. So uh, I think you would be great with that. Like who wouldn't want to do business with Zach Von Rosenberg? Is that <laughs> yes, what you say yep. to yourself? No, I, I just, <laughs> I mean, I'd rather have as many boxes checked by april because if you get certifications what's like what's it gonna hurt it's just another thing you can add to your resume it's Absolutely. not gonna hurt anything and then i don't even if that's not a route that i end up going it's always a, a fallback or whatever it may be uh but it's just nice to you know stay busy i guess is what i'm looking for sure so do you feel like the love from baton rouge 
to you? I'm, I mean, I know that's a rhetorical question, basically, but like, do you feel like how much people have appreciated your time and like, especially you on Twitter and stuff like that? I mean, you you really like feel that like kind of love in Baton Rouge? Uh, yeah, it was it was probably the peak right after the national championship. Uh, there, you know, because it was Baton Rouge was madness for a yeah. little while. Um, and then obviously we, we could only celebrate for so long cause the world got shut down, but mm-hmm. no, it, it's been, it's been a fun ride. And, uh, I've, the, my, probably my favorite part of it has been like all the memes and <laughs> people yeah. are so creative. I think I said this recently, but like the, the shoe gate deal with Florida was one of the, it was, it was peak, not peak, but it was up there in terms of the LSU fan Meanness. base. Meaning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was so good. <laughs> we, we it, tried to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, as much as we can. Yeah. Um, so what are your, what are your thoughts on the NFL? Um, have, have, has anybody like talked to you about like any scouts or anything told you anything that you needed to be working on or like what you can expect, uh, not only just the NFL draft, but like also free agency, things like that. Uh, yeah. Um, they, they I mean, teams have told me good things and I've, ha- I've heard, you know, positive uh you know like you you've i especially on this year i've improved my inside the 20 kicking my going in punts rather um and uh that that's been a you know that's such a huge part of the nfl now is because teams are their offenses are so good that they get to the 50 yard line and they need a guy that can drop the ball inside the 10 right and so that's been that was kind of my struggle i guess um at first was keeping the ball out of the end zone and then since you know i guess since last year i've, I've made a lot of strides uh, getting used to that style of punt because it wasn't always my strength and now I would consider it my strongest punt right uh, on top of that um, teams don't really like reveal their hands I guess they don't really say they say yeah we're looking everybody's gonna say they're looking because the thing that's going to get a lot of punters out of the game this year I think is it's a COVID season and I don't want to say a lot of punters but a few that are that are that have significant salaries because teams haven't been making money with fans not being there like they've lost a lot of money so they're going to start taking uh some of those bigger three million dollar plus punter salaries and maybe downgrade to uh, a lesser salary person so whatever mm-hmm. minimum league minimum is 625 650 there'll be there'll be a lot more rookies at least that that would be my guess um and i'm not going to say like that's a lot of punters but it's going to be some and um that's where that's why i think a lot of guys are going to declare for the draft because they all see an opportunity uh, I haven't really seen too many junior punters uh, declare. I've seen seniors, but right, um, right. We'll, we'll see. How how much thought did you really give to coming back for your extra year? I mean, I definitely thought about it, but my, you know, all my people that I started with, all the walk-ons and scholarship players that I started with, are all gone, and then. Tory Carter was kind of the last one. I was like, man, if he's leaving like, this place, it's getting weird now for me to be here. You know, I think I said this on Twitter, but the incoming freshman, I was 13 years old when they were born. Right. So it's just getting, it's getting a little strange. So right. uh, I just thought, even... the, I thought it was the right time and, and coming back, it would be only to, uh, to win another national championship. And, um, you know, we did that. We are arguably the greatest team of all time in 2019. So it's like all the boxes were checked and now, uh, I felt like I did well enough and have enough film uh, to justify uh, going to the league now. So take us to, all right, we'll move on a little bit. And of course we had some, some big breaking news today with breaking 
with um, Jake Peets, the offensive coordinator uh, position. Um, any thoughts that you have immediately with that, um, being that he's he was Joe Brady's guy basically over at Carolina, and then DJ Mangas coming over as well. Like, is that is that getting? I mean, I'm sure you've talked to people today about this. Are they super fired up about this right now? I mean, I mean, I'm sure, and and there's no doubt that they um, went after him just to you know out of the the original magic of Joe Brady coming because he went to William and Mary, so they had that they, they knew that correlation existed there, and that's why you know that would that would draw headlines. But you know, I at the end of the day, like I'm I've said this too, but yeah, you need great coaches. Joe Brady is a great coach. Uh, but we need to focus on getting the right players that we we need in the, in our offense, and that was why we did so well in 2019. We had so many players at so many different positions right. performing at an NFL level. Like you got Patrick Queen, going to be rookie of the year. You got Justin Jefferson, who's, who broke the record of receiving yards. Joe Burrow, having a, he was having a great year before he got hurt. So those those players were the ones on the field carrying out these plans. I'm not saying taking anything away from the coaches or whatever, but. When no, you, you have- basically said Joe Brady isn't good enough and that these guys <laughs> yes, are better. Right. I, I get it. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think that uh, we, we need to get back to building a team around guys like that, especially, you know, the, the Clydes and the Justins and the Jeffersons and Definitely. the Joe Burrows, because they they are the ones that have that that mentality that can lead us to, to you know, being champions again. Right. Yeah, I just felt like there was such a I mean, I. I before the year, we were we would go back and forth talking about 2018 to 2019 and the change of like Joe Burrow from 2018 to 2019. And you guys may not have seen it like in the locker room. He might have been the same guy in the locker room, but performance wise, it was just at a different level. Um, and and to that, like the confidence level of the team in 2019 was just at an all time high. And this year, obviously, you got new people coming in and that that confidence level wasn't as high. Um, and I'm sure that just, it, that's just natural. Um, but I almost thought it was, I don't know, Joe Brady to me had a little bit of that, um, that like confidence and swagger. And uh, we know some people that hate the word swagger, yeah, but we're going to use it. <laughs> um, but do you feel that at all? Like that, that was something that maybe had been missing this year a little bit. Was that, that kind of like alpha attitude? Um, yeah, but it was also all those players that we're talking about were all very experienced. You had guys that were in their third and fourth years in college. They knew who they were and they knew what kind of player they were. They didn't, they weren't trying to find that out. They, they had already had somewhat of a journey and not all of them at LSU, but, uh, they already had a significant journey in college sports and it's a lot easier to, how do I say this? Um, in year three and four, your confidence level of what you can and can't do is a lot you're more self-aware of who you are as a player and like the, like i said all those players were hungry and they they knew what they could accomplish and I, I don't know how to correlate this to you know this season but we had a lot of guys who are trying to figure out who they are mm-hmm. and what they are and you know learning a new offense learning it or excuse me rather learning a new defense that might have been one of our you know why we struggled this year we were learned we went from a three four to a four three we got you know first game of the year you know punched in the mouth by mississippi state we couldn't seem to figure that game out and i feel like if we play that team with some film week two or three i think we beat them you know yeah and that that hurt us a lot just situations like that i felt like mississippi state was not a better team than we were we just had a bad game and we didn't have film on them before the game um but 
I think we have guys that are on, uh, you know, on this team now uh, that we, we saw it at Florida. We saw it at Ole Miss. They're going to mm-hmm. fight. And that's the biggest key is you, you, you want guys that aren't going to give up. Cause if you're going to give up, you're going to have, you're going to have guys, players that are going to give up rather they're going to be struggling. And <laughs> later on, and I was trying to think of a team, was it uh, 2018, the show, the Fiesta Bowl year, we had that mm-hmm. game against A&M. We lost 74, 72. Mm-hmm. That next game, it was a short-term memory. It played well and, and you saw the fight and, and seven mm-hmm. overtimes. Like that's, that's the type of player you want. And I felt like the last two games of this year, uh, resembled that team's fight uh, in, in against A&M yeah. uh, and obviously against uh, in the Fiesta Bowl. Right? Well, you brought it up. How how big was the Florida win for this team? Like, Maybe we needed a, we needed a, man, a victory. You, you, I mean, we, we hear stuff, and, like, obviously there's some things that are legit and there's some things that are completely off the wall. But, man, let me tell you, the week before the Florida game, you were, we were hearing a lot of stuff. Um, and we had to like really take a step back and say, okay, I don't know how much of this is true or not, but starting to hear a lot of bad things happening. And then it feels like after the Florida game, everything is just like turned it done a 180 at this point. Um, you, you had a trajectory that maybe the fan, it, maybe it was the fans perspective and not you guys, but it seems like everything's gone up since that Florida game. Yeah, and, and the morale it was like a, a huge morale boost. Like going in the Ole Miss game, we actually felt like we had you, – you said you didn't want to use the word swagger, but we had some swagger going on. Oh, there we go, game. swagger, yeah. You know, you beat, the, you beat the team that should have been a contender in the SEC championship mm-hmm. uh, for the college football playoff. They were – what was it, 8-1 and one at the time, mm-hmm. and they finished their season 8-4. and four. Right. And uh, so, like, that's – you know, you know that you beat a good team. Kyle Trask was a, uh, a Heisman contender. It just gave a lot of guys that needed it a lot of confidence. And not just players, coaches too, and yeah. obviously fans. Uh, but it was that it was that proof to us that we're still LSU. And that's, right. a, that's a big deal. You, you're still a, a quality program who could be anybody anytime, given it's a down year, whatever it may be. You know your team is good. And you're going to, you know, you have a team that you can build around. And that's, that's what we proved with that, that was the last two games of the year. What, what are your thoughts on all these guys coming back um, that they're starting to announce? It's been like one after another and the big one with Ed Ingram. Uh, we may have like the entire offensive line. I don't know. I don't know if Austin Deculus hasn't said anything yet, right? I don't and think so. Him and, him and Dare, yeah. right? So there's a chance that you have the entire offensive line come back. Um, you got, I mean, a lot of guys that are coming back that, it feels like normally would have already kind of thought about going out. Um, and I, the retention of the, the team is, is a, was a big talking point all this, this whole year, basically like we need, we need to manage this roster in a certain way. What do you think about these guys all coming back? And I mean, is it, is it that they're super excited about like the possibility of next year or, um, or maybe is a little bit more of like, hey, we're getting an extra year uh, to put some more film together. I think it's a little bit of both. Um, you got guys like Ed who could probably improve his draft draft stock. Liam Shanahan too. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they probably would have gotten a chance in the NFL this season, but they're they're thinking, hey, you know what? If I get another year, another year in the weight room, another year of putting it on film, maybe I could go even higher and significantly right. higher. And uh, but I think it's a combination. They know that they're going to be good because if you have if you have good O-line, you're going to be protecting the quarterback. A quarterback with more time to throw is going to be more successful. 
So I think that it's a combination of both. I think that they know that we're going to be a, a good team next year. And on top of that, uh, bonuses, you know, they're going to improve their draft stock more than likely, especially the older guys that if they know what it takes to play in the SEC, they know what it takes to, to grind through it. And they're just going to get stronger, faster, better, and, and you know, get another shot against, uh, you know, big team, big time teams in the SEC. It's, it's the little NFL, I guess, is mm-hmm. what people say it is NFL starts in the SEC. I don't, I mean, it's probably controversial, but more players come from the SEC that play in the NFL yeah. than any no, other it's, conference. It's really not controversial. No, it's, it's actually that. factual. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a lot more swagger in the SEC. That's another thing we can say. <laughs> all right, calm down. Um, <laughs> all right. So I know you're, I know you're close with, uh, Miles Brennan. Um, what, what, what is his thoughts right now going into next season? What is he kind of thinking? I know he's coming off an injury. Uh, I'm sure he wanted to come back. Like uh, that was kind of what we had thought the whole time is that this is a nagging injury. That's kind of like a weird injury, but I'm sure he wanted to come back and play as much as he could. You see him like warming up before games and things like that. Uh, has this kind of like killed him not being on the field and like, what's his attitude right now coming into next season? Oh, absolutely. He's, I mean, I know it's a terrible situation because he waited, he waited four years to, to, to play. And once he started playing, he got three games and he showed what he can do. He's a very, very capable, capable quarterback. He was on pace to throw 40 touchdowns in a uh, 10 game season. Right. Um, So he's, I mean, he was obviously very disappointed and I'm sure right now he's just trying to heal up. I don't believe he's had surgery or I don't know. I actually haven't asked him about his injury recently, but um, I know he's just trying to get healthy and, and, prepared again for his second, you know, his second opportunity, uh, this coming fall. And, um, I hope that it's healing well. And I hope that, uh, he comes with that same intensity that he brought this year. Cause he was, he was pretty successful. Right. And, uh, I just hope he's, a uh, you know, he's, he gets that opportunity without getting another setback without another injury, because he's a guy that's waited so long for his shot and to see it kind of, uh, taken away from him so quickly, Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of, it kind of sucks. Well, it's actually one of the guys that I was thinking about when we made this OC hire was was Miles Brennan, where it's going to be an offense that it's an easy transition for him, uh, and it's not a brand new offense. And so when we were going over offensive coordinator, you know, hires that are potentials or whatever, there's a lot of guys that you start talk about that have a whole new system. And right. like, man, that would suck if he if he stayed this whole time coming off of an injury, and then all of a sudden you got a brand new system that he's got to learn, just like everybody else. Well, this is going to be an easy transition for somebody like him that's been in this offense forever, um, that can just kind of like plug and play um, for next year. I, I, to me, I, I would have thought that was one of the first people I thought of was like, man, Miles Brandon. I bet is stoked about this. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that he's gonna, you know, he. How do I say this? What? Well, I'm going off on a tangent here because I was thinking about how does he get a. Uh, what's it called? You're an extra year. An extra year. Medical red shirt, right? A medic. Well, I guess everybody just gets an extra year no right. matter yeah, what. Yeah, it doesn't right? even matter, right? right? Right, Yeah. But it'd be crazy if it counted as like a, but I guess, yeah. Well, you, you would have been, and like you were red shirted, right? Right. So if you would have came back next year, you would have been the first seven year player. No, no. It's if you, right. you would have came back next year and you got hurt. That's ah, what it was. Okay. If you would have came back next year and got hurt and got a medical redshirt, you and then came back the next year, you would have been a first seven-year player in college football history. Right. And so you would have been forty years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But no, it's it's kind of crazy because I think this whole COVID year thing is gonna make some programs that are the the mid-level program, like the Cincinnati's, the you know 
those those programs that are right there but they can't break in i think it's going to make them significantly better because they're going to retain they're going to retain those players for an extra year Mm -hmm. so what's stopping cincinnati from being just as good next year right Right. so i think those a lot of programs like that are going to are going to benefit the most from this because they're going to have 23 year old players Mm -hmm. that are starting that are got that extra year they're just a little more mature a little bit stronger and and they're veterans they know what they're they know exactly what they're doing they're not you know having to worry about freshmen coming in and not knowing what they're doing right off the bat um but i think it's going to be interesting especially this year and the following year to see what teams that are those right on the fringe and right on the cusp teams are are better because of the the extra year that's interesting i hadn't thought about that too much but it almost reminds me of like the ncaa tournament when you see like Duke's got a whole bunch of freshman players, and they're playing like Lehigh, right? That yeah. has no CJ business. McCollum. Yeah, yeah, has no business like being on the court with these athletes, <laughs> right. but they're like five seniors playing against exactly. five freshmen. Right. Uh, that does make a difference. So yeah. I didn't think about that angle. Um, all right, so moving on to the draft a little bit and to free agency, possibly. What, if you had your pick, what team would would, would you want to go play for? I mean, I don't, I don't want to say because I like, I like the. Nobody's listening <laughs> just, to this. Just to Nobody listens to us. <laughs> There's no scouts. I, was, I would love show. to play for the Saints, but Morstead, like, he's a yeah. good dude. Like, you're, I hate that to the NFL, but you're literally taking that guy's job. So, um, I mean, honestly, dream scenario would be the Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers, because I already played for the Pirates. Oh yeah, so you know uh, Pittsburgh already, right? Right, and that would be that would be cool to uh, to say. I mean, even if I was drafted by, it'd be cool to say, "Well, I was drafted by them in two sports, right. you know, Pittsburgh teams," oh, and yeah, that would be awesome. Cool. Uh, obviously, I'd love to play for the Saints. Um, and I say this is my very adult answer to this question, but I would play in any state that has no state income tax. <laughs> oh, you do not want to go to California. Uh, uh, I mean, I would love it for the weather, weather, but what is it like 12% state income? Yeah, taxes? I think it was, uh, it was, I saw Braden Fajoko's tweet. Like it was his first, it was that. first actual paycheck. And he was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> like he got killed on his taxes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So there's only 32 punters in the NFL. Like, uh, do you think about that at all? Like there's only like a handful of these guys in the world and you could be one of those. Absolutely. And right now I'm, I'm only worried about being one of 64 because if I'm one of 64, that means I'm out of camp and that means I'm fighting for a job. There you go. And so right now the focus is one of 64. And once that, once that goal is, is met, then I'll, then I'll worry about one of 32. But uh, right now I'm just trying to be likable by all 32 teams because the more teams that like you, the more likely you are to stay, you know? I just and, thought about this when I was young. Um, I used to work at, I used to work at a bank and I was a manager of a bank. And what we would do is we would look at, the the branches that weren't performing well and who those branch managers were because they were very bad branch managers and so what i could do is say okay i want to be at that branch because i know i can do better than that person and beat them out have you looked at bad punters um (laughs) who shouldn't be punters at different uh different teams and maybe like hey I'll, i'll go to you know seattle that guy sucks I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything <laughs> controversial like that because I might be competing I'm against you right one on of those guys. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're really giving me a trap question there. Uh, yeah, but, who are the shittiest I mean, punters in the league? Yeah, who, who's who's the worst punter in the league? <laughs> right. So I'll uh, I'll just stick to a very um, pedestrian answer and say uh, the guys at the bottom will probably be the ones that I would you know want to end up at sure. because they're more likely to to lose the job and. That's just the nature of the sport, and that's how it is in baseball too. If you're not performing, you're not going to stick around. And uh, so, I, the guys at the bottom of the league and 
the guys at the bottom of the league that are making the most money are probably at the, you know, going to have not issues next year, but it's going to be harder for them to keep their job. Right. And right. So that's, that's where I'll be fighting for a job. One of those teams, yeah. but I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so so I want to say something and then end up on a team, you know, and then yeah. I'm looking at the guy and I was talking to <laughs> And he's you looking know. at his phone and he's got YouTube up and this was the video that he's watching. Yeah. Exactly. Um, all right. Give us, before we let you go, give us a couple of details of you playing quarterback uh, in practice. Uh, give us a funny story about it. Um, and like how much, uh, how much swagger did you have at uh, quarterback um, those couple of days? You sent us a couple of videos and we told us not to, to, to show them. And we, we, we uh, were about our word there. So. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, it was probably the funnest, the most fun 10 days of the last couple of seasons because, uh, I mean, I was, I was a position player. I, I, mean, yeah. I even got cleats and everything. They gave me position player cleats. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, I put on my, my armbands, my wrist, my, you know, wristbands, and I, I went all out. Like, I was, it was no joke to me. I studied, mm-hmm. I studied, like, the cards. Like, I studied the plays. I, like, I owned it. It was, it was funny. Oh, yeah. Like, it was. Because I hadn't done it so long, I was like, you know what? This is this is this is cool. Like I'm, I'm in. This is what I would want to do. Like I would love to do this. Uh, well, who wouldn't want to be a scout team quarterback against the SEC defense? Yeah. Um, but no, it was it was a good time, and um, I talked a little bit of smack when I could. Um, but I just tried to I tried to do my best to give a realistic look, and I felt that I did. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, and I think a lot of the the players enjoyed it too. Who, who were you talking the most smack to? Was it like cornerbacks that you're beating, <laughs> players like that? Um, it was a combination. Yeah, uh, I don't even half the time. I don't even know if they heard me. But uh, <laughs> you told you know, us I, about how you threw one over Stingley and you beat him on a throw. Oh yeah, that that was outside. Yeah, that wasn't the in the indoor film. But uh, no, that was actually like a, a little kind of a scramble play. I just knew where a wide receiver was going to be in space and just kind of threw it over there. And lucky enough. Stingley, you know, his back was to me. He couldn't see the ball was thrown. So that's that was a throw that it wasn't a, like a great throw. It was just a great throw to a location uh, where he wasn't looking. And that's why it worked out for me. Right. So when he's like a, a like a millionaire in the league um, and you run into him after a game, you're going to go up to him and say, hey, bro, you remember? I'll, I'll, I'll 100% talk trash to him. <laughs> I, just, I, won't do any, I won't post anything to hurt his draft stock right now, though. Uh, not that it's that. <laughs> Not that it's that good, but you know what I mean. I, I want the guy to go top five if if he can. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. He's, what, what would your stats have been if you would have just been quarterback? Like crazy situation, your quarterback the entire season, ten game season. What do you think you got? Well, how much preparation do I get? Are we, is it the yeah, situation? yeah. Say you're you're uh, um, Joe Burrow. You show up in August. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I definitely would have gotten booed because August is not enough time. Yep. You're telling me, like, if I'd have started five years ago, I felt like I'd be a, a pretty decent quarterback. <laughs> By then. now, you mean. Right, exactly. Right. Uh, if I just got here in August, I'm going to It's kind of like two. the question of, like, all right, if uh, LeBron James started playing hockey when he was a kid, he would be the best hockey player in right. in the in the world. Right. Um, and you're saying that. Like, if I had this – if I had – basically what you're saying is if I had the time that Miles Brennan's had, you would be mm. – on par with Miles Brennan, I would, right? I would, I would definitely be a very good quarterback for sure. If I had all those throws, there's no doubt. I mean, I mean, that's not even being arrogant. If I get, if I get five years to play quarterback, I would have backed up all through the whole Joe Burrow thing with Miles. I would have been decent by yeah. the by the end of it. You know, okay. Um, I'm not saying that I would be the best quarterback in the SEC, but I would definitely be a, a competitive quarterback. 
Yeah, um, I mean, no, I mean, those those throws you showed us back that up. So better than KJ Costello. <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, is it bad? I don't know who that is. <laughs> That's the Mississippi oh. State guy. Yeah, Mississippi <laughs> okay. State guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but no, I uh, I'm at the same time like playing quarterback. Look at Miles' situation. You know, imagine me at 29 years old going through what he's going through, getting an injury like that. Major, you know, that's kind of, I think things fell the way they should have. Yeah. Um, in mindset. So I'm not going to say, I wish I had done this with that because taking, you're still at quarterback, you're taking a beating. Yeah. And um, I think things happen the way they happen. Cause I also came in under Cam Cameron. Um, so I, it wasn't very, I wasn't going to be competitive with Danny Etling and uh, Brandon Harris at the time, who were the two main quarterbacks. And then obviously jo- Justin McMillan was behind him, who was right. who was a great oh, quarterback yeah. too. He went to Tulane. He was he was a good quarterback. And yeah. um, but no, I mean in time I'd have been good. I wouldn't have been Joe Burrow good. I'm not that stupid either. But uh, I definitely would have been a good quarterback. And uh, those hits though would have been that would have been a grind. Get get smacked around by some SEC schools. That wouldn't have sure. been that fun. <laughs> Yeah, you think you would be able to scramble and get the first down, though? I'd have to do some serious um, uh, speed training. I'm not, I'm not slow, but I'm not, I'm not fast like Max Johnson. And Miles is definitely faster than me, too. Yeah. Um, if so Miles I, is I, faster I, than you, then you're slow. <laughs> Miles is not that slow. You think Miles is slow. He is not that slow. Miles would be offended by that. <laughs> Miles is not slow. He's not, he's not Max Johnson fast, but. Sure. Um, he just doesn't. He doesn't run. He's a he's a pocket passer. He's not gonna. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I just I remember during the Mississippi State game, it was so funny when people were on Twitter were like, "God damn, Miles Brennan's so slow." Because everyone's just so used to Joe Burrow, you know, and scrambling out the pocket and stuff. Yeah. And it just it was just like such a yeah. You, such we hadn't seen it. We hadn't right. seen it in two years. Yeah. Yeah. What a normal guy does. Uh-huh. Um, like, all right. So we appreciate it, Zach. We're gonna let you go, buddy. Um, we wish you all the luck with the Hula Bowl, and we'll catch up with you. I'm sure. Um, I know you're not going anywhere. You're going to be in the media game for a long time. I feel I feel like that's the case, yeah, I think right? That makes a lot of sense too. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely because uh, I enjoy doing it to, to begin with, and it, it'd be cool now because I don't have to. You know, somebody can just call me and be like, "Hey, I got a question for you." Because that's what somebody asked me yesterday. I was like, "I'm just going to call you, call in. Like, I'll give you an hour notice or whatever." I was like, "All right, fine." Um, <laughs> yeah, but, you don't have to get uh, permission anymore, right? Is that right? What you're exactly, yeah. exactly. But. Uh, <sighs> Man, no, I, I enjoy it and it's it's fun and uh, it doesn't hurt to to you know do something that you know you can enjoy on the side and that's that would be one of these situations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll get you over here one night if you're uh, if you're available. We'll do like a cigar night. We were trying to get uh, KJ Malone to come in town, hook us up with some cigars. We'll do a little night out here on the patio, um, do a little live show if if you're available. All right, buddy. Absolutely, sounds good. All right, Zach. Talk to you soon. Thanks, man. All right, take care. All right. Bye, y'all. Nothing to do. Yet I get a kick out of you. All right, Zach Von Rosenberg, guys. Uh, we appreciate his time on the podcast. Uh, I've had him on before, and, yeah, he does seem a little more loosened up. Yeah. Uh, you remember <laughs> that he did before. Yeah, that first time he, he was came actually on, in the locker room. Yeah, the first time we. The first time he came on, he was tired as hell. Yeah, like he had just tell. came it out was of practice right after practice. Yeah, um, yeah, no, he was definitely a little bit more laid back this time. Uh, yeah, I don't think he really knew who KJ Costello was. He genuinely did not know who that was. He that didn't is know. So funny. Um, I mean, 
I'll never get that name out of There's my head. There's only one reason why I do know who he Well, I guess I knew who he was from Stanford. But. I, yeah, I knew him at Stanford, too. Um, all right, so we got Marcus Freeman coming in town right now. Yeah. Uh, we think that this is I, – I mean, I think they're just going to have to shell out the money, and I don't think O wants him to leave without getting him the job. And I think you end up with Pete's and Freeman OCDC. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're thinking, too? That Yeah. I'm – I'm kind of at a point right now. I mean, this is just speculation, but I don't see us not getting Freeman at this point. I don't either. Um, I, I think we're getting him. Yeah, I don't think that. Honestly, I mean, he's already taken an interview with Notre Dame. Uh, I know yeah. Auburn wants to get him in for an interview, but I don't think that even happens. Yeah, I don't. I think LSU is just going to say, "Okay, here's your contract." Yeah, um, <laughs> and like, if you I, to me, if you end up, uh, if it ends up going to the end of the week and you don't hear anything, that I, to me that means that we're probably going to start interviewing more people. Yeah, um, and it's not necessarily going to be Freeman at this point. Um, I think if you if you're if it's going to be Freeman, you're going to hear about it in probably two days or a day or two. Yeah, I'd say it's tomorrow night, Friday afternoon type thing. I do too. With That's his wife coming in town, and I don't know if his wife was. At, I didn't know his wife's coming in town. Yeah, I didn't know. I don't know if his wife was in Notre Dame with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the case or not. But uh, like somebody mm-hmm. told us on on Twitter just a second ago, it's time for us to that. go to the airport and go. Yeah. We're going to be on Freeman Watch. Yeah, it's Freeman. Kind of like Panda Watch, uh-huh. Freeman Watch. Um, all right, anything else you want to talk about? I know uh, you want to get out to the PMAC, right? So Yeah, I do need to head over LSU's there. got Georgia coming up at 6 o'clock tonight. We'll get this podcast put up, and we're going to post the uh, Zach Von Rosenberg interview on YouTube as well. We'll give you all the info on that if you follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter is one team, one pod. Also, a uh, big shout-out again to our uh, new partner, uh, Ether Insurance, Adam Amorato. Uh, in Baton Rouge, check out Ether Insurance. We're going to post their uh, website information. You can get your free quotes from there. Also, big shout out to Courtesy Buick GMC in Lafayette, Brandon Lejeune, uh, doing great things in Lafayette. Uh, they'll do business with anybody uh, in the state, and they're huge LSU fans. So you need to reach out to them. And then the big orange bear, Bear Process Safety, doing his work in Baton Rouge. Check out. Adam Barry and Bear Process Safety, really, really good people. Um, I really love doing bi- like having partners like this with really good people. Um, yeah, it's kind of something that I've thought about for 2021. Like, man, like we're just like hashtag we're we're just having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what they said? We're we're uh, we having fun. Yeah, that's it. You're it's, we just it's having that. fun, right? Yeah. Uh, we are. We're just having a good time. Um, shout and out yeah. to Stephen Miller. Yeah, shout out Stephen Miller. You know, <laughs> you know. Um, don't get me started, Jack. Why did you have to say that? Um, all right. So really, really appreciate Zach von Rosenberg coming on. We will talk to you guys soon. It's one team, one podcast. Logging out. We showed you what the goat was last year when we beat y'all fifty to seven. Relax, big boy. Team one podcast. Team one podcast. Team one podcast. Yeah, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Really good. Yeah. Why is he so fat? Well, team one podcast. 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 Team one podc